0: Jeff, what's wrong?
1: Did Gus <laughs> get to you? Sorry, I just I just started talking chicken for a brief second. I started speaking like a chicken that was excited for Jurassic Park. That's the problem. <laughs> Sometimes, um, or maybe I watched too much. Uh, what's that robot chicken? But instead of Dawn of the Dead, I did uh Jurassic Park. I'm very excited for Jurassic Park. We're not we're not here we're not talking about Jurassic, park. No, we're we're Jurassic not. park
2: I just did that yesterday. God I don't damn to it. Do it again okay
1: we're, we're not talking about Jurassic. I'm excited to listen to that actually. Thank we're not you. talking about Jurassic Park. We're talking about better Call Saul and it's better late than never. uh welcome to tonight's show. um I am so excited. I love talking stuff with these guys these are a bunch of great guys i don't think we've had this combination yet on the channel i believe all you I've guys with
2: bob before though i me and Nate, right. have we met on batman i believe yeah. you guys
1: met on batman i think jason and i have only done yeah stuff, solos solo yeah. stuff so we brought jason into the mix jason likes talking this stuff too and uh jason is uh equally if not more prolific than than I with all that he does. He's got a he's got a YouTube empire. He just shot a feature length <laughs> film craving. Check it out. Follow it on the socials. He's on the channel uh the Jay Horton look for him. Uh Nate Dog Nate Dog doesn't really like he doesn't have a thing right Nate Dog do you have anything going on right now? Anything cooking? Anything you can uh
0: well I'm working towards an IT certification so that's great that's about that's as Mazletov yeah. man. I'm I think sure. that's
1: wonderful. That's wonderful. Um and uh and Bob has thundergrunt.com. They just recorded an episode of Jurassic Park. They do a writer's blockbuster podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. Let me tell you something. If you want to learn how to write, or if you want to educate yourself about like the fundamentals of like writing and and story and, and arcs and yada yada yada, this is a great way to do it. And I'll tell you why. It's because these guys they talk about this stuff in a very casual, humble way. They talk about it. Um, they're passionate in in uh, the stuff, and they're well versed. And I'll tell you, I have definitely learned a couple of things just listening to some episodes. So check that out. That's ThunderGrunt.com. A Variety of shows. We got Shrimp Night. You got uh, Dungeons and Dragons show, and you got um, the uh, you got the Writers Blockbuster podcast, amongst other things. So
2: thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it.
1: I, uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Nathan J. Caboose says, it's Morbin time.
0: <laughs> that's my YouTube account. Oh, that was you. Oh. That's Nathan.
1: <laughs> I didn't yes, know sir. that was you. I got uh, bored.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so cute that you call yourself the Caboose. I like that a lot. It's it's weird. a
0: red versus blue reference. Okay. Oh, wow. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Um, I, remember. I remember. Remember those things were DVDs you could buy in a Sam Goody? Holy
0: shit. Oh, yeah. I got
1: them um, on Blu-ray too. I bet <laughs> you do. I bet you do. Um, so we're here to talk about Better Call Saul, and we all love Better Call Saul and feel passionate about it. There's a lot to unpack here. I don't I'm just gonna springboard super quick on a on a thread that Jason and I previously discussed on another show that we did about yellow jackets and dexter. Check those out. We talked briefly about how Breaking Bad is just like, it's just one of the best. It's one of the best out there. It's in a variety of ways in the, the writing and the way that they ended it and yada, yada, yada. And the reason why I'm bringing that up, why I'm referencing that, and you can go find that clip somewhere on the channel. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is because um, be, uh, Better Call Saul is within the same solar system, right? In that kind of way. It's a direct and we, prequel. It's a direct prequel, obviously, but we have expectations. Oh, you mean which,
2: quality wise is what you're saying?
1: Quality wise, yes. Yeah. It's in the okay. same yeah. quality solar system. And we have expectations, we have, you know, hopes, dreams. We're I think we're all blown away by what we've seen thus far. Um, and I guess the best way to do this, let's do organized thoughts via round table. And I'm gonna start us off with a question, a prompt. Um do you um are you happy thus far and uh is this where you thought that we were going to go with better call Saul up into up until this point what were your sort of you know what did you what do you think Anybody wants to start go ahead Oh
3: <laughs> Well I I'll, I'll say I when I when I started out I had I had not low expectations, but I didn't know what to expect going into the first season. And right away, like two episodes in, I was like, oh, this is going to be great all the way through. Um, Somebody once described, uh, they were talking about Swingers and Made, And I think it's an apt comparison between Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. They said Swingers was a very, very good movie made up of great moments. And Made was a Mm. great movie made up of very, very good moments. And I would say Better Call Saul is the latter. You know, it's a great show made up of very, very good moments. Whereas Breaking Bad was a very good show made up of awesome, excellent moments. Nice. Like I, like, I don't think, like, I love Better Call Saul, but I don't think it hits the operatic highs that Breaking Bad did. But I think it's more consistent and a little more nuanced in the storytelling and performances.
1: It's a bit more subtle. It's a Ooh. bit more subtle um yeah yeah, sorry go ahead i would have
0: to agree um going into it like i wasn't really sold until like the final seconds of the first episode when like tuco salamanca comes out with a gun and i'm like okay all right i'm good i'm good (laughs) you know um i wasn't sure where they were going to go i wasn't sure what crazy stuff jimmy was going to get involved with at the first and then from there it's just you know i've just been watching it you know kind of just forgetting that Breaking Bad existed and just you know just following Saul's journey and just loving every aspect of Bob Odenkirk's performance
2: yeah uh I was gonna say I, I agree with everything you guys said especially Jason with the good bad thing that's great that's exactly how I would describe it I actually in total I actually prefer Saul and the yeah. only, re- and I'm not saying there's nothing against Breaking Bad. I just absolutely, I prefer Saul, and I can divorce myself from its connection to Breaking Bad. But the reason I think I prefer it is, is because I'm the whole show. I am completely perplexed at the true nature of Jimmy.
4: Like <laughs> yeah. I, I think I feel yeah. like I
2: had Heisenberg figured out, you know, to some degree, maybe midway through Breaking Bad. But to this yes. day, even now, where we are on this last released episode. I still don't know where I where I sit with Jimmy and where Jimmy sits with everyone else.
3: That's like a great it, point.
2: Like
1: great I, point.
2: Like that's so that intrigues me and that keeps me going on this show pretty hard.
3: I, I also think the secondary characters in this. I mean, they're really colorful in Breaking Bad and they were really good. But you know, like uh, like Kim Wexler in this. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. fuck. That's a a banger character. I mean, just so awesome.
0: She totally is.
2: I think she um, feels kind of the same way too, right? Like, her perplexed. She's perplexed. So is am I married to a psychopath? Right, or and, and a good man. You know, she doesn't know. Um, and, and, and where I'm is not she? So sure and what is she? She actually yeah. What does that make her? Right? Yeah, much, yeah.
1: That was much. my bone. That's my bone to pick. And let's listen. Let's save Kim because Kim is a cool, whole cool. other. Okay, she's a whole okay. banana. She's a whole yeah. banana. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to tell you, initially when I heard they were doing the series, I was like, why? what for the why Um, is
2: Bob Odenkirk that's why
1: I mean yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great great answer to think
0: about Breaking Bad fine Goodman never gets a moment where the show is about Saul everyone else on the show has some sort of character centric Hmm. scene to them but but not Saul
1: if it was just if it was just on Saul and just on the sort of lawyer intrigue the show the show needs the other stuff in order to um, you know, propel it a little bit. Like it's not; it needs all those elements to make it what it is. Like it can't. If it was just a courtroom drama with a bunch of you know, sl- slip, slippery Jimmy doing some some tricks, it would be a fun mini series or a fun goof. But what drives it is all of the other history that's connected to Breaking Bad that doesn't necessarily completely have to do with 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 saul in fact it's it runs parallel to saul and saul can jump in and jump out at any point in time um what i really i i was just kind of like i just didn't know what to expect of course i was i'm along for whatever ride those guys do because i just to me breaking bad is it's the be all end all gold standard of just great serialized drama television it's the best dude it's the best from start to finish. I love it, love it, love it. And so if the same team is coming back and they're going to explore, frankly, and, you know, I'm kind of prequels kind of annoy me in general because, like, I don't need to know the answers when did to a that bunch start? of shit that, you know, <laughs> yeah, a, it's not right? A, yeah, I'm
2: kidding. Right. No, no.
1: But you're right, though. It's kind of like, why? Like, like, in, like, don't tell me what we already know. Tell me something new. Um, but you know, I, I love guess that's cream. what makes Here's a good some prequel story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: yeah, but this is what makes a good. This is what makes a good prequel series, right? A good prequel series uh, tells you something that you didn't know, instead of telling you the thing that you did know. And, and it's, I think it's, Better Call was, Saul does that in his spades. It,
0: exactly, it tells you you don't know jack about Saul Goodman. Because you don't even know his real name. Right.
1: Right. Right. Very true. Yeah. And, and I, um
2: and what it does well too is like you know the thing with prequels and the thing with this show is you actually know who can't die. And yeah. Sometimes this show has actually convinced me Jimmy almost was about to die before my brain kicked in i was like wait a minute he can't die he's literally immortal until (laughs) you know right like so that's how well this show has been pulled off mike with
1: mike too with when mike gets a gun in his face and i'm going like but wait a minute walter kills mike so this can't be how mike dies so right it's it's very interesting and that just goes to show you know for those out there bemoaning oh the prequel we don't need prequels prequels suck that we've seen now that a prequel can be really great when done Mm. the right kind of way.
3: You guys think it's fair to say this is uh, the best put together
0: uh, prequel ever? I think definitely one of them.
3: Yeah.
2: I've been racking my brain trying to think one. It's not my favorite prequel ever, but it's.
3: it's What's your favorite prequel? Just, I know it's a little digression, but I'm just curious.
2: I, I don't know I don't I don't. I didn't to mean to put you on, on the spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm not go, When no, Harry will,
1: met will, Lloyd, I will, I will he likes argue. when <laughs> Harry <laughs> met <Matt> Lloyd.
2: I, <laughs> <would> I completely <laughs> hate it. I don't completely hate it. The most <laughs> it's not a good movie, but the
1: most useful prequel in the history of prequels. Let's do a prequel to Dumb and Dumber. The most like we need to know how those guys met. Which they retcon out
2: the the retconned out in the sequel to Dumber.
1: <laughs> right there's a sequel to yeah. oh my god
2: right that's true there is a I mean, sequel as well I mean prequels don't have a very good rap I think a lot of times we forget a lot of them exist Better Call Saul would definitely be at the top of the list I wasn't trying
1: to that I would say, say it's at the top of the list too. I yeah, would yeah. say that
0: uh, this is definitely my favorite prequel because even though we know that Jimmy and Mike have plot armor and they cannot die in the show they've done a really good job of fleshing out so many of these other supporting characters right? that mm-hmm. you find yourself, you know, liking them. Yeah. And when they get in the crosshairs, when they die, you feel it. You feel it. You miss them. And I feel like that's one good thing that Better Call Saul does really well.
1: Michelle in the comments here. Shout out to Michelle. She's saying... I think I'm enjoying Better Call Saul more than I did uh, Breaking Bad, and I was obsessed with Breaking Bad. I there's a lot of people that agree with her. Yeah, I I do. I I, I do. I do. I I, I, do. I I personally, I I, I, love Breaking Breaking Bad Bad. all the way. I love Breaking Bad. I love Breaking
3: Bad, but I'm well. You know what? I won't say more, but I'll just say I'm obsessed with Better Call Saul in a different way.
1: I'll tell you, the end of season five had me just like digging my nails into the chair, like, oh my god, that episode at uh at salamanca's ranch mm, down in mexico fuck. was just so, so good. i mean talk about nail-biting uh tv where yeah. you know what's funny people were ranting and raving i'm not gonna obviously no spoilers people were ranting and raving about that show on apple um what the hell severance it severance severance Yeah. Uh, they were I talking like about them I, I liked severance. it too i liked yeah. it just fine but people were talking about that final episode like the state, like people were just making it out to be the most riveting hour of oh, TV. Oh, and I and it was it was, it was very it was good. It was yeah, good. It was good. It was entertaining, but it had it didn't hold a candle to that no. final episode of Better Call Saul in season five. No. I thought no, no, no. that also, whole like, comparing them
2: kind of feels like why? I, yeah, 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 because it they're it because like people. Things.
1: No, I don't think so. In terms of well, I'm, people are morons, Jeff. Yeah, just, <laughs> yes, people are morons, but I'm saying <laughs> that that I, I was expecting what I, when when I read that online, I was expecting what right. I, I was immediately thought of better call Saul when, yeah, so, yeah. when I saw that. And then I, I was expecting something that would give me the same feeling because I'm thinking, wow, it sounds a lot like that episode of better call Saul. So maybe it's I, I gonna don't give think me the same you can compare
2: a cliffhanger at the end of the first season of a show that just started versus the end of the fifth season of a show. That's a prequel to the greatest show you've ever seen. I don't think that's a fair okay, Bob. When put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's Mr. Logic. It. Sure. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I mean, Whatever. That <laughs> take no, your I, logic and I, shove I, it up your you, nostrils. I'm just saying you have so much emotional <laughs> investment. Our emotional yeah, yeah. investment in Saul is huge at this point. Yeah. 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 It's I think it's what Bob Saul. is saying is true. Was, that
1: was that was Ignacio. Ignacio? Although
3: I agree with Bob, but I, I will say this, though. I, I, and I think it's it's fair to say that the team behind Breaking Bad, even from the first season, they're operating on a level that's higher than most. True. You know? oh, and, yeah. and, no and, one's and, arguing and, that. Yeah. That's, that's,
2: Vince Gilligan has the format. He's like a genius of this format. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Who's you arguing? know,
1: it's a lot like Apollo 13. When they were <laughs> stranded on the... What? I'm serious. It's a lot like Apollo 13 when they were... They're they're up in the... They're, they're stranded in space, and the guys down in Houston, they're saying, okay, we have to make a new air filter, but we can only use these things mm-hmm. that they have available. And that's what Better Call Saul is. We only have these materials to work with. We can work within the confines of these materials, but we have to land at all these points. At least that's what a good prequel should do. Because we've seen other prequels that just totally ignore the stuff that comes after or sort of just like circumvent it or retcon it in a way that if you watch something in sequential order, I'm thinking Star Wars, that there are glaring, glaring errors that anybody. And yes, you could suspend your (laughs) disbelief to a certain extent, but, you know, (laughs) I mean, we're literally seeing that right now with the current prequel, which I won't dive into too much. But like, you know, I mean, it's happening already. Um, with Better Call Saul, this is like, this is the this is like the finest caviar where they're like, okay, uh, we had that. You know what it is? It's what's that term? And maybe you can define it, Bob, better than me or Jason or any of you guys or, or Nate. Uh, story economy. They hmm. that's something that Breaking Bad was always good with. Like for instance, the ricin, which was something that went all the way back to season two, and the ricin is what ends up poisoning Lydia at the end of season five, right? That same ricin. It goes so far back into the show. They're very good with story economy. Let's take elements that we've established that we already have and then fold them back into the show at a later time. And they do it tenfold because they, better call called
0: Saul. I don't know what that term is, but yeah, it's definitely a meticulous level of detail to keep track of where all of these parts are, even something as small as, you know, that small canister of ricin. Right. You right. know, like they were always cognizant of where it was and who had it.
1: Um, let's let's talk about Kim it, for a second. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Quick, what are you going to say quick? first? I
2: was going to say I'm not, and I'm not trying to like defend everything that's said. I just want to say that because I could criticize <laughs> Star Wars endlessly. But, when, <laughs> but,
4: <laughs> but when you're,
2: once again, you're talking about Vince Gilligan making a basically making a show in succession from his other complete masterpiece. And it's all one unified vision from one unified creative mm. team. The reason this prequel works is because of how it came about and when it did. With Star Wars, you've got how many shows and how many prequels? Yeah, but like hold on. People, like, you know what I mean?
1: I have to counter this point now, Bob, because uh, uh, I have to counter this point because. It was George Lucas who directed all three of those prequels. I
2: wasn't even thinking of those. I was okay. thinking of the TV shows. I right. Well, I don't want to them. get into
1: the TV shows right. because for for obvious reasons. But well, you can stop if, the buck.
2: even if you even if you go with
3: George Lucas. I mean, there's still, still how still, many? What twenty five years, years, years between the me. two of them? He's, yeah, a he's a different. He's a different every human
1: being.
2: Yeah.
3: He's yeah.
1: It
2: It's
3: different.
1: I still think. I still think if, that if
3: Galligan had made better Call Saul twenty years later, it it, it wouldn't who be the
2: same. Yeah,
3: you yeah. wouldn't even
1: have Bob Odenkirk for that. Well, he'd be, he'd be not- sorry. I didn't, I, didn't, I,
3: didn't, I didn't mean to pile on. <laughs> sorry,
1: Bob Odenkirk as you're not, you're in not a prequel, twenty-five years later. No, yeah. by then they can de-age the fuck out of him. I think, <laughs> yeah, like the Irishman style. <laughs> yeah, 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 with Robert yeah. De Niro. Oh my god. Uh, I,
2: I mean, by I then they'll just clone him.
1: 25 yeah, twenty-five years
2: you. is a long time for a filmmaker. You change pretty hard. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fine, yeah. fine, guys, fine. fine.
2: I'm I'm done with this podcast.
1: I'm done. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> done with this, I'm done with this this train of thought. Let's move on. Would you prefer? Yes. I had
2: to say it. I'm sorry. No, I I, I, think that
1: was I don't. I particularly I don't necessarily just. I, I mean, I, I still disagree with you because I think that George Lucas is the first of all. George Lucas is the guy, right? He's like the main guy. He's like he's the, the head guy. Yeah, he's the head creator. He created Star Wars. The, the he directed the first film. And he directed the three I prequels, also don't right? Hate That's the prequels, one, two, so. three, and four. he also
0: directed Jedi.
1: I'm not saying that the prequels are bad. Yeah, I'm just right. all I'm saying is that they don't they don't line up exactly. And yes, there's twenty something years in between. But he's also been he hasn't done very much in between. He's sort of always steeped himself in Star Wars. So I I kind of my counter is that you know it's not like he did like he grew as an artist. In, in by doing all these different projects and then came back and was like, all right, back to the well. It's well, like the, the last thing he be did he was as Star rusty Wars. as hell. That could he, be the uh, character. argument. Might be rusty. He grew as a te- from a technical standpoint,
0: he grew, but right, from a story time fine. standpoint, he regressed horribly. Yeah.
2: So I, so I, I don't it's buy 25 I don't buy that. years.
0: I don't it's, buy that. It's
2: still 25 years. I,
0: I don't buy that he he completely did not I was not talking people.
2: about the prequels I was talking about the other stuff too there I mean the canon of Star Wars just is made the prequels by forget about Seth. the other stuff right. I don't care right.
0: can we prequels. go back to yeah, go back to Saul, Saul. like this I, th- is, I did just, not I am not thing in them. is have you guys
3: seen Obi-Wan I love
2: I love telling Jeff he's objectively wrong on his own show <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: this, is just, this is just a running theme between Bob and I. Yes. It's never we're, we're it always like, happens. We are we are Obi-Wan and Anakin eternally fighting with our blue lightsabers on Mustafar. Who's I who? Think, yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes I'm Obi-Wan and you're, you're red. Anakin. You're way redder, no.
2: so you should be Anakin. Oh
1: my god, what a you know what Look, at, the, look at your color
2: of your screen. That is yeah, you're, very, yeah, you're, you're very, very red. Okay, oh. well, that's not fair.
1: <laughs> Listen. Sometimes you're Obi-Wan and sometimes I'm Obi-Wan and okay. sometimes you're Anakin and sometimes I'm Anakin. And it just, we, right. we trade, we go back and forth. But it, it's like but we're in song. a diner and you order a grilled cheese <laughs> and I order pancakes. And then you say, you know what, Jeff? I want to have a bite of your grilled cheese. And I say, you know what, Bob? I want to have a bite of your pancakes. And we switch plates. That's what it's like sometimes. <laughs> That's fair. I apologize fair. to you guys for starting <laughs> Why there's no need for Although, apologies. It's a wonderful discussion. I'm thinking
2: about dipping a grilled cheese in syrup and it doesn't sound that bad anyway. It would be
1: well. A, that does not sound whole, that horrible. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But let's talk about Kim. Let's talk yes, about Kim for please. a second. Please. So so we learn I, I want to dwell on this detail because I think it's an important one. In the fi- I think it's in the final episode of up to the mid season, we learn um something there are two two details two two uh uh egregious details I don't know if egregious is the right word for this for what I'm trying to say is egregious what does egregious mean egregious well, means like
3: it's, it's terrible. terrible
1: is it terrible because it, 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 it has a bad connotation,
3: it has a bad it has a bad okay so
1: the positive connotation of of egregious whatever the that synonym is okay I don't know what it is but uh, glaring, glaring details. Two glaring details are
0: extreme, extreme, extreme. Thank, right, you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank Outstandingly you. Outstandingly bad or shocking, according to the Oxford. D- yeah, that's okay. What I Nate's wasn't been, using it yeah, right.
1: Like, I, I was right afraid, there. I had a feeling I wasn't. I that's why I wanted All right, to ask. Well,
0: what are these details? Let's so two,
1: de- d- two details one, the license plate of Kim's mom's station wagon is Nebraska. That's number one. Mm. Number two. Um, We find out that Kim grew up with a grifter mom mm. who was all about scheming. And suddenly this one scene, And remember, I don't know if you guys commented, somebody commented. I said, I'm nine minutes and 30 something seconds. Or so I said, I was uh, this amount of time into that, that episode of better call Saul. And I was blown away by the character stuff. And basically in this one opening scene in this, whatever this 10 minutes or however long it was after five fucking seasons, they basically summed up or not summed up. They, they unraveled and gave so much, so many layers to Kim. Exactly what we were just talking about with Saul, like trying to figure Saul out who is Saul. What is Saul about? Same thing with Kim and those, all of those questions about why she's with Jimmy about everything gets answered in that scene in an instant. It's brilliant. Discuss. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Before we get in, wasn't there something in an earlier season with her and her mom? Where this yeah, there was, there, there I don't was one flashback. Yeah. But was, yes, yes,
0: yes. But, it, but, but this I, wasn't covered, the, right? Okay, this...
1: The Did we know that she was a grifter in the, in, the, in the... No, one no, no, no. One? I don't no, remember. But the
0: first flashback we saw was uh, Kim's mother... Um, had taken forever to pick up Kim from some sort of uh, recital. That's right. right. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Kim knows right away her mom is drunk and refuses to get in the car with her.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. So we know that okay. she's a, but we don't know that she's part we know of right, her right. That she's a. Grifter, but we know that she's right,
0: problematic, right. and you know right. she's a shitty parent. She's drunk. You know she's all of these oh, things that so Kim
1: which, yeah, doesn't explains- want to be
2: it explains it, her well, attraction I to rebel, Jimmy I too right this. like it's a character thing as well exactly. as a functional thing probably later
1: yep mm-hmm. yeah. yep and the fact that she wants to take out hamlin so bad yeah on top of everything that's happened but that this is the ultimate to the fact that she that 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 we learn and again done so well he sees Saul sees and again you know we 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 all write here i think every one of us has written in some way shape or form and i don't know about you guys But you know, when trying to bridge my taste with my ability, I look at this and I'm just like in awe. I'm like, why can't I do like that's just so brilliant? Saul is standing in line for a bottle of liquor. He sees the guy from the commercial or whatever with the cast
2: the cast, yeah.
1: And freaks out, and we don't know why. And it's just like I'm sitting there going. Yeah, that is so fucking brilliant. Oh my I,
2: god! There's a lot of times in the show, especially hmm. recently, where the show has superior position to the audience. Oh, where I'm like, yeah. or I actually worry like, did I miss? Am I forgetting something? Did I miss something? Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And then I well, invariably, the show always to explains that point.
0: About- I actually do want to point out a, a recurring thing that I've that I feel I've noticed about Kim in my rewatch, um, in preparation for tonight. I think. Kim really does have it out for the 1% and well, well off people, sure. including mm-hmm. Howard. Like, sure. um, and it's like, you know, she winds up working for for Mesa Verde, but she even winds up scheming with Jimmy to, to foil one of their plans. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and he's very conflicted. You know, she joins Jimmy on his, uh, schemes, especially when they involve, uh, wealthy people like that. Ken wins investor in season two. Mm. Um, and but she especially has it out for Howard, um, oh, yeah. not just because he's wealthy and you know born on third base thinking he hit a triple, but because he literally tried to kill her career twice for things that were not her fault. Um, right. The first was in season one with the Kettlemans. She gets them the most sweetheart deal to so so that they can go to jail and get out in time to see their kids and still be in part of their lives. They reject it. Howard banishes her to the mailroom a year later. When right. Jimmy makes that commercial without the approval of his bosses at Davis and Maine, Howard punishes her
4: right.
2: Yeah. Banishes her back to the mailroom. So that's
0: twice. So she really does
2: have it out for Howard. Do you think that now everything I agree with everything you're saying? Do you think that also on top of that, it's as they're giving us the stuff with her parental, Problems that Howard is sort of like a surrogate shitty father figure or parental figure, mm. and she has it out for on an almost he, you know emotional or metaphysical level. Like the, he could her remind her of her. the father that of the absentee that, father, right? right like you just left him. Like that is sort of a you know an underlying character motivation that they've give they've just drip fed to us, but haven't said directly. Right. Bob, you I know? think that's a valid point.
1: Yeah, probably, yeah right? I, I mean that's you're, what you're I pull from
2: case. it at least. Uh, yeah,
1: Jeff. No that's good that's good <laughs> sorry i was futzing with i was futzing with uh, i was making sure that we were on uh, uh, live streaming on uh oh, okay um no, no no that's that's all very valid and it just like i said it, like it just adds all of these layers all of this stuff adds these layers to kim yes that she's kind of wants to take it to the one percent we see her go back and forth we don't really see an internal monologue we don't really see her the all we see I mean, it's pure show. They're just showing everything. They're like, she's like, I, I, this is the best day of my life. I'm only making $745 per K for per whatever um, as a public defender. And this is the best time of my life. And it, it also sounds, you know what it also feels like? It feels like atonement. She is atoning either for what she's done with Jimmy or something that occurred before Jimmy. And maybe that's going to come out. Maybe like, how does she end up being a lawyer from being a grifter, you know, with in the grift with her mom, maybe there is some cataclysm that happens in her past where she goes, I need to try and do something, make a good, a change in this world. Maybe she ruined somebody's life in, in, in in before. And so her becoming a lawyer or,
0: or just being from, you know, the, you know, a hick town in the middle of nowhere, with no prospects, maybe that motivated her to do well enough to get into law school. Yeah.
2: She kind of—that's also very possible, Nate. Her performance is really informative like, here it, it too. Could, because, like it
0: could, like it could be as simple as that. I, I'm just not—I'm not trying to shoot down anything that you've that you've heard in here, but the pieces no, are enough. there for it to be that simple.
2: I was just gonna say, like her performance it, seems very pointed in that Racy Horn always looks either guilty or unsure. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. I know, I, like that's the like I think it's a very pointed performance of telling us of how she is and where she's coming from because the guilt I, on her face is epic every episode.
1: She she is I I, I think maybe she is atoning for something and it here's the thing. She's like a Here's
2: vampire, the, and a, like kind of like angel or something. She's constantly kind of <laughs> brooding.
1: <laughs> I get that. I've never seen the show, but I get that joke because I know that was always like the that, the commercial. The constant about... brooding, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. But when we're left with, first of all, I thought the penultimate mid-season ep- finale. I thought the penultimate episode was actually the mid-season finale, and when the, the he nacho, rushes the nacho episode? No, no, no. When um when 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 Jimmy, when Saul calls Kim and says it's off, D-Day is off because the guy has a cast and we Uh, don't know what that means. But in my head, and this is the one part that sort of falls a little flat for me. Oh, wait.
0: He freaks out because he's trying to frame. uh, He's trying to ruin Howard's life and he needs that judge to look and he needs the actor he's hiring to look exactly like the judge. And because the guy doesn't have a cast. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why he freaks out. He freaks out because that right. one detail could fuck everything up.
1: Now, this whole time that this is happening, I'm thinking in my head: Kim is not in Breaking Bad, and no, probably the probably the the biggest question from better one of the biggest questions from Better Call Saul um, was what where what happened to Kim because he was <gasps> such a central. I- well, I, I was, just had that's <laughs> what all right.
2: Isn't that the biggest question of Better Call Saul? What's going to happen to Kim? I mean, right I think so.
1: But that's yeah. my point is that I'm sitting here going, okay, it, we're gonna this is the mid season finale, whatever's gonna happen to Kim has to happen now, and then hopefully the back end of season six is either dealing with the fallout or dealing with like all that stuff give us that cataclysm now i want it mm-hmm. now and when that happens there's a moment and it's a defining character moment and we've taught again I-, I have to hit up jason here because we've done this and i think we've done this as well bob the- we've had there are these moments where these characters it's like the defining moment of when they decide this thing it changes everything and for instance have we all seen dexter have we all watch dexter as much Most dexter of it- as we're going to watch so when fucking when 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 Deb decides to kill um, Laguarda instead of take Dexter in, it like ruins the character of Deb. That's it's decision, a jump the shark
0: moment. Yeah. To
1: jump the yeah. shark moment or, you know, another they're just moments like that. These big character moments where the character is either going to succeed and be great character or fail miserably. Well, and I, I think we just
3: saw that moment with Kim. Right I, that's I, that moment where wait, she turns when she's in the car and turns yes, around that that's that, what was, I'm saying. that yes. was the moment yes. she sealed her yes. fate whatever it may be but yeah, that's, not a, I,
2: that's not a jump the shark moment
1: no 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 no, but no it I, could I, be so. if it if it if it crashes and burns it turns into a jump the shark moment it turns into if it doesn't land properly then it becomes a goof it be, or not a goof it just becomes it's a it 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 doesn't land. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't land. Well, it all depends what happens next. Deb doesn't land because she's ultimately the thing that we've been waiting for in Dexter this whole time. When it, what's gonna Deb gonna do when she finds out that Dexter's a killer, and we know it's coming? And what does she do? She She lets him go, which is so con. It's it's completely contradictory to the to Deb's character. However, Kim, we as we just were talking about, we don't know. We're still trying to figure out Kim. So when she does this, makes this decision. We don't know we don't know how that's going how that cookie is gonna come out of the oven yet, but we know that it's that fucking decision. But here's the thing that kind of it wasn't a letdown, but I kind of was I kind of I, I was a little I kind of thought she was gonna get her come up and so whatever was gonna happen to her. I thought it was gonna happen in that final episode and it didn't. And and that's yeah. me setting myself up for expectation. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't Can I run my
0: thought with you by you yeah, guys yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. All right. in all of the um, Cinnabon scenes, hmm. where do they take place? What state do they take place? That's in? why
1: I was saying the license plate Nebraska, Nebraska,
0: Nebraska. right? Um, oh. I was watching, yes. the break See, while I was winning, I was watching the Breaking Bad recap. Jimmy actually says, right before I saw glass why would he be, why would he feel lucky to be in Nebraska? Mm.
1: Because maybe Kim's there. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Kim is probably in jail.
0: She's either in jail or she's, you know, gone back to Nebraska. Mm. Um,
1: I think when I saw that letter's plate is, of her mom. Sorry, go ahead. Ed. Oh no, go,
3: I, I was going to say whatever it is with her, though, I, I we're, we're not going to find out till close to the very end. It's going to happen. Penultimate. It's going to
2: happen. It kind of disappoints me. No, no, because that's the big. You don't question think so? Left. I think it's I agree with Jason. It's the biggest question left. It yeah. is. But and I absolutely it has to wait. They're, the they're, they're going to save it. They're going to save it. The, save the other it. The, the other flip side to this
0: is one thing we've seen throughout the show is Jimmy has destroyed everything he's built. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. And even in this episode, he literally destroys his own class action sandpiper lawsuit. Just, mm-hmm. just Kim's, a, Kim's the just, last
2: thing to destroy. Exactly. Yeah. So well,
0: it, it is entirely plausible that Kim dies in the next episode. I
2: don't, I don't think to think, die. Gonna, I don't feel like they're gonna kill her, but it could happen. I don't know. I don't know. I think, it's gonna, I think it's gonna go the way of the sh- like the shield. You know, no, no, like no, no. It, I don't right remember up. that.
1: I haven't seen shield. I haven't seen shield. All right, well, I
3: won't say it then. But but
1: here's the thing. We've been seeing nebraska cinnabon uh uh uh, gabe what is it gabriel what's his name
0: gene Gene, takovic gene gene Gene. yeah yeah
1: we've we've been seeing these these aftermath of breaking bad flash forward things and here's the thing that license plate in nebraska has to be connected to after breaking bad so they're Mm -hmm. gonna tie up Gene with kim that's what's going to happen.
3: Think, yeah, I do agree. I just think it's going to happen towards the but end. But
1: I thought that we would see, I, I'm like, give, I, I thought, you know what I thought would have been so cool? If, if the final end or the final, the back end of the episodes, just basically Gene kind of takes over, mm. you know, we see the end, we see the fallout with Kim happen in the first half of season six. And mm. then we're sort of left. What's like, what's left after that? What's left is motherfucking uh, Gene. Sure. Which happens after Breaking Bad. And I mean,
2: you're not, it's like that could happen, but I, I feel like doubting Vince Gilligan I, I at this point. So. I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm open to whatever he does, but I really think that it just makes perfect sense to keep her around yeah. until the last minute. The gene story totally. I'm,
0: I, I'm If I'm a betting man, I'm pretty sure that the second to last episode will wrap up the prequel arc proper. Yeah, right. And then right. the actual agree, series finale. Will be dedicated to wrapping up the Gene arc.
1: You might. I, right I can agree with it because if you if you, you look back right at right Breaking that, Bad,
3: yeah. those the flash forwards were always bookend devices, like always yeah. through the entire series until the final him. two.
1: Until the final, until two the final episodes. like
3: two up. So I don't see them changing it up for this. You know, so I think we'll see the. It, it, I think it'll be heavy in the last one two episodes.
1: Whatever it is, guys. Whatever it is, it's gonna be sticky. And you know mm-hmm. what else is sticky? Stickers. Stickers <laughs> are sticky. And if you need sticky stickers, the best place to go is RiotStickers.com. Uh, RiotStickers.com is the official uh, sponsor of the channel. Uh, they printed the banner that you can't see behind me because um, it's, it's blocked well, we can right see now.
2: The, at least you can see the ad for it. We'll yeah, you can it. see the
1: ad. Look, you got... We got uh, bottle cap openers and magnets and things. I mean, they can print anything. Check it out, RiotStickers.com. We have a a short sixty second advertisement video featuring the guy from Less Than Jake singing. So we're going to put that on. He wrote this song about RiotStickers.com. RiotStickers being the bomb. Hold on one second. riotstickers.com right stickers we are the bomb it's catchy um anyway better call salt oh yeah oh yeah um let me ask you guys this let's talk about the the big the big epic first of all should we talk about let's talk about salamanca for a minute and then Absolutely. we'll talk about hamlin okay and we'll talk about hamlin and how did you feel about hamlin and I have a few thoughts about that. But let's first go. Go. What do you guys think about Salamanca?
0: Which one? Lalo?
1: Yeah, Lalo. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean,
0: I'm, I'm not think. sure. I, th- I feel like I need more because it looks like he's gone crazy, you know, because the last place he should be after everything that's happened over the la- over season five is back in the United States. Like I was honestly expecting the first episode or second episode to have like some sort of final clash between Lalo and Nacho. Mm -hmm. Um, But that didn't happen. But now Lalo is back in the States where everybody is looking for him because he put up $7 million of cash for bail. And yeah, like, why is he back? Like, what madness prompted him to come back, um, risk everything, and why, of all places, did he go to Jimmy's apartment? Like, those are things we don't know. So I don't know what to think of him.
2: I I think it could just be, you might have answered your own question a little bit. I think it could just be a touch of madness. I think Lalo's kind of lost it.
0: But everything that he's done in season five, while he was certainly very aggressive towards towards Gus and his operations, he was still able to, like, you know, he's still new to throttle that line. Right. Um, There is not,
2: like. But you don't think you could argue he's been pushed beyond at this point?
0: That is
1: possible,
2: but it would. Yeah. I feel like it was. Well, his house,
1: his ranch was destroyed. His ranch was destroyed, and that personal sanctum. It's, it's like a off personal. Sa-
2: he take, he's taking uh, it personal, which is making him do crazy things. Yeah, I yeah. think we're
3: straight into classic revenge tropes with him at this point. Lalo.
0: that yeah. kind of stuff. Because I really and, did. Li- I well, I liked
3: him as a character. I'll say that I said that, but I also say that maybe he does have a more, you know, master plan in dealing with uh, Gus Frayne And, you know, Jimmy is going to be a part of that. You know, like he's showing up. I mean, he showed up to Jimmy's for a reason. And it's I think it has something to do with trying to get back at Frayne
1: I think so, too. And I also think this um, hes
2: always one step ahead. Yeah. So maybe he still is. We just don't know yet. Well, yeah, mean, exactly. he's like
1: staking out. I mean, he's like literally like like made like a hotel out of this gutter and he's like staking right, out Right, right. You know, he's taking tr- truck shop, sh- truck stop showers and like staking out the um uh the laundromat. He knows something's up. He's trying to get some proof for Don Eladio right? Like to show him like, "Hey, you got to hit Fring." And obviously, I think this is an obvious thing. We all know that Gus Fring wins and that lalo yeah. loses in some way shape or form because he's not even mentioned or ever seen in breaking he's, bad it's Only
2: once right his name is only said once right I
1: is it i his didn't name even is know that. actually
0: mentioned once so they once. built this guy out of nothing
1: what did they what what was he do you guys remember the reference of him in breaking bad what it was exactly
0: i um, wish i could remember all i know i the only reason i even remember that Lalo was mentioned why i know that is because i was reading an interview with with like i think vince gilligan and they yeah. were talking about lalo and how the you know, how he basically they made him a character on Better Call Saul because he was mentioned in passing and breaking bad.
1: He he and kind he, of to me came out of thin air a little bit. I don't even remember him from Breaking Bad. I, I just He wasn't to...
0: on Breaking Bad at all.
1: Right. And well, I don't even remember him being referenced is what I mean. I felt like, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. There's another Salamanca cousin. This is crazy. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost, okay with that. Like they're pretty, I'm okay with big it. Family I just, operation. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just was, I just didn't realize that there was, uh, um, yeah, it
2: was in the breaking is breaking bad season two, uh, interesting episode where, uh, Saul actually says to Jesse Lalo didn't send you no Lalo. Lalo. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm I'm seeing a lot of things. Uh, oh, a lot of, uh, a lot of theories it.
3: about him still being alive in so, the Breaking Bad timeline.
2: So wow. yeah, like so, Jimmy does express fear of Layla, of Lalo. Oh, okay. Oh, so then that must be like when like Breaking Bad. So. That that
0: must be like during the scene where Walter and Jesse ambush him. Mm. And they like shred yeah. him. To...
2: It's it's in it's in the episode called Okay, Better also, yes. The, that's all right, the so then I the think episode. I know exactly. That's the only time Le- Lalo was mentioned was in the Better Call Saul <laughs> episode, so. There you go. Interesting. Um, yeah. I I mean, we, do we all agree that he's not going to make it out of this a so Oh, I, he's going to die. I don't. I honestly don't know. I
3: mean,
2: I, I, anything can
0: happen. And How could know, they I explain
2: never... him being alive and not interfering well, with the event? Well,
0: the thing is, Lalo's now officially Jimmy's book. Yeah, Jimmy was told.
3: Now that would be egregious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, you know, I never, I don't listen to like spoiler chat online, but just when I just Googled, uh, you know, Lalo Salamanco and Breaking Bad, a bunch of stuff popped up, like all signs pointing to Lalo Salamanco won't die and better call Saul, stuff like that. <laughs> how could that, that, I, 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 that? I haven't read it. I'm just saying that that's what they're saying.
1: I, I I'm not saying that. All true. All
3: guests, so we don't know. Yeah, totally, do.
1: totally, totally, yeah. totally. Let's let's talk about Nacho for a second. Oh, and man. How Nacho R. goes R. out. I mean, it's like, it's pretty brutal. Cause you know what, you know, what's interesting about him going out the way that he does is that he's very, they straight up say to him, they're like, you're going to die tomorrow. And he's yeah. very cognate He's very cognizant of like, I'm going to die tomorrow. This is the last time I talked to my dad. This is the last meal I'm going to eat. Like everything that he does, he does knowing that this is his final day on earth. And, yeah. um, on that level, I thought it was super heavy, and I was like, holy shit. But on another level, a part of me feels like they could have kept him in the game longer somehow. I know it was kind of like compromised because of what happened in, in season five, but a part of me kind of was hoping that they would just keep him going till the midseason finale in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and you know, it just kind of feels like a little bit of a waste. Like, yes, he I makes mean, a sacrifice. You kind of save best, his father. So,
2: you said story economy. I think they know when they're done with him. Yeah, they yeah. know that they know if they keep him around, he's just kind of sitting there and just waiting for the same scene to take place later.
0: To add to that point, I did read in that same interview. I read they did talk talk about floating ideas to keep Nacho <laughs> alive or keeping him alive a little bit longer, and that. All roads led to him just being executed. They just couldn't do anything that really... I think
1: it was inevitable. And he obviously is not in Breaking Bad. So we know he was going to go out in some way, shape, or form. And the, and I got to tell you, the the respect... Because Mike doesn't give respect to anybody. He really no. doesn't. And to see him give such respect to Nacho, he's like, that's a guy. So when he goes to Gus, he's like, Gus, this guy... Did all this stuff for you? You sent him to his death. Like, I mean, do something. Like, and you know, Gus's guy, that guy, puts a gun in his in Mike's face, Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's really tense. It's a lot more antagonistic for somebody who's such a loyal man to Gus in Breaking Bad. There was a lot of antagonism back then because Mike had more honor, or Mike has this code of honor, and Nacho sort of abides by it in Gus in and Gus and. Mike is really like he's he's like really hoping that he doesn't have to take him out with the with the with the long rifle, and he's relieved. Yeah. He's almost relieved when he doesn't have to do it. You know, to that point, you know, Gus
0: certainly says in response to Mike says, you know, he has my respect. The problem is that Gus has to keep up appearances with Sal with the Salamancas and Don Eladio until he finally. You know, because he's still like years away from putting his Grand Revenge scheme into gear. Which is
1: so sweet and delicious to know what's coming in that kind of way and the backstory behind it. And I'll tell you this, too. Like, are are we done with the with the with the better with the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul universe? Probably. Who knows? But I got to tell you, if there was one thing that I would want to see them explore, it would be uh, Gus, yeah. Gus's time in South America or like, even oh, it was for like a, sure. just like a series. Give us like give us like three episodes or something. Just give us like a like it's not something that needs to be going on for seasons. But just give us a little taste of, of that. Because, you know? because to
0: that point, you, one thing that uh, Don that Hector says to Gus after after he kills Gus's boyfriend is the only reason we're not killing you is because we know who you are. Right. Um, so there is something about Gus yeah. that makes him not easily killable to Illadio mm. and his people. They can certainly subjugate him and force, you know, and have him, you know, and force him to earn Gus money knows for knows
2: he's in a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: But but they are not but they can't just kill him outright.
1: Right. I um I think it'd be it would be interesting to see. And one thing that I loved seeing, because you know, when we meet Gus's when we go to Gus's house in better in Breaking Bad, which was a fucking phenomenal episode when he cooks the what was it, paella or something like that? Yeah. Where, uh, um for, for Walter, you I get the sense. For Jesse. Well, you get the sense that Gus has a family of some kind, that he has kids. There's something – I don't know what it is about that episode. I thought he had, like, kids. I thought, like, he had, like, a serious family. And we realized that it's all a facade. And I ha, – have we ever talked about the fact that Gus's chicken, that his cook was his lover? Did we ever talk about this?
0: I No, we haven't. In fact, no, it was only have, recently though. explicitly confirmed on Better Call Saul. Was Call. it? <laughs> Yeah, Lalo, Ooh, that was it, confirmed. There's a conversation between, between Lalo and Bolsa where they talk about, you know, Gus and, and his loyalty. And Lalo makes an offhand comment, you know, maybe we wouldn't be so suspicious of Fring if, uh, you know, if, they hadn't, if he hadn't killed his boyfriend. They, yeah, man. Oh, oh, they were absolute like, lovers. That right over my head, too. Are you Holy
1: serious? Yeah. I'm serious.
0: Jeff, no, I just no, watched no. this last week, two weeks Dude, ago. It's,
1: It's, you know, I got to tell you, when I watched him, when I watch, when you see that flashback, there's the emotion, the level of revenge that he goes to. I always, it's it's never said but his heart is broken. It's it's a lover, dude. It was, that was his love. That was his love, dude. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Which explains, which explains also, you know, the fact that like, you know, um, the, the Gus doesn't have any, there's, you know, I thought maybe that he was a failing man until we see the, that flashback, and we see that that is not the case at all, and we it's further elaborated on in um, in in Better Call Saul with the yeah. houses wow. and everything.
0: Yeah, and everything he yeah, does I, yeah, is a facade. So but that. at any can moment, watch he's that ready to episode go to
1: now with that information. Yeah, have to, yeah, to, I have
2: to do a rewatch anyway, but yeah. it's
1: going to blow your mind because it's like you know he's when he when you see the when you see the loss on his face. It's not just because of the you know it's like three prongs right. It's that's my love. Uh I my love for chicken and like the chicken thing is even though that like Gus even though it's a facade, Gus yeah, m- loves chicken. It. He cares. Yeah, he loves his business. Right. Yeah. He cares yeah. about yeah. the chicken and he loves and making meth. meth and he loves meth. So those three loves are all consolidated into one person. Meth or money. Right. going right. to I don't know if
2: he cares too much about meth itself <laughs> like, he
1: cares about money and power and all, and th- power, all right. three of those things yeah. are represented in that person and uh, uh uh what's his face uh uh Salamanca blows it blows it away in one shot
4: mm.
1: and the, the the look of loss on his face and that's what again why breaking bad is so brilliant because they never say it they never say that that it's his lover but there's just this tiny little inclination that like there's something like, why is he so sad? like beyond that, because look at how cold and reptilian gus is in every other aspect it's the only time you see him show emotion mm-hmm. and it's just really it it layers the character you it know? does layers the character um do, what do you guys think about seeing this stuff of gus in in like like this episode with like the fake house and the staff and all that i, I um, loved it gun, you know, he's, like, undressing. It's
2: a, it's a real good how the sausage is made type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how, how, did, how did it all work? You know, we're finally getting yeah. get that chance to see it. Yeah. It, it, um, it's like, because it, it, I, I was saying this earlier, but yeah, it shows was. that that Gus is always
0: at war with with Eladio and Salamancas. He is always fighting this war of attrition, and he is ready for every possible contingency to make sure that he comes out on top.
1: Mm. you know what else i noticed in that scene which again just like all the subtext that's not said there's no conversations it's just from observation of watching the strain the He's so tired. He sits down on the bed. He takes his gun off. He's like, this is his life. I always have to have a gun strapped to me. I always have to have a bulletproof vest. I have to live that like all of these strings. Yeah. Well, just kind to hold of this. Go
2: with what Nate said too. what you're saying right now is like the reason Gus is so concerned about the quality of his chicken restaurant is because in his life, it's the only thing that's real. Mm. Nothing else he does is kind of real, right? It's the chicken. Is right. The- Pleasurable, real thing. Like there's no pressure. And he's actually, he feels, I mean, he might even. That's when he like,
1: unwinds. That's when he unwinds.
2: He's unwinding. He might actually feel like he's helping people by giving them good food, you know? Like <laughs> that's his one good trait is that he actually like, likes feeding people and likes running a clean, healthy business that employs people.
1: And hearing right. him talk is like ASMR. Like I could just sit and listen to Gus Spring. <laughs> I mean, there's
2: a reason he works, man. He's, like, in everything now, right? Oh, he's just, like, it's a pleasure just to
1: sit and listen to him say words to Spanish. He's, he's, He's Spanish pronunciation. Like, everything. It's just so... It's so sublime to just sit and listen to him uh, do his thing. I I really enjoy it. That's why it's like you could literally just have him mowing his lawn. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's Gus mowing his lawn. Like Anything that he does, we're going to find interesting on some level. He's the only
2: like, uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the boys, but he's the only one. Where yes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> whenever, he's the only one where I'm like not worried that Homelander is going to kill it any minute, and it's only because of his <laughs> he's so good in that. He's yeah, so, yeah, good, he's in so good in it. So good it. He's so good
1: in it. He's so that is okay. That's something we have to return for. We got to talk about the boys. That is a show. <laughs> you got to bring oh me on boy. for that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All three, I of, love you, that all show. three love of you. All three you were invited. Yeah. If you yeah. watch, does uh, yeah. everybody watch the boys here. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've so we'll read the comics too. Yeah, oh, right? okay.
0: You got one up on me.
3: Okay. okay. I'm a guard I've not read the comics fan.
1: yet. I I've not yet. read the comics yet. I want to. There, Is it more it's more violent, right? It's crazy. Oh, yeah.
0: The comics are definitely much more balls to the wall edgy really? and also they're oh, the God, lore. Oh, yeah. There okay. are lore elements yeah. that are drastically different.
1: Oh, I can't um, wait, man. I'm yep. gonna check it out. And you know what the best part is? It's not like when I was reading But they're
2: starting to catch up a little bit with the comics.
1: I really? Think. Yeah. It's not In like ways, was... it's not yes. like reading Walking Dead and like having to wait six months to a year for some trades to come out because I would read it by the trades um it's like there's so it's already done or there's so much of it's been done i feel like i you know i could just power through like those those uh omnibuses you know you
2: guys don't know that like the reason huey's father is simon pegg is because simon pegg is based on him yeah yeah Yeah. comic yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, he he, like the comic Simon doing an american accent too,
1: which i love
0: yeah and also in one of the animated shorts simon pegg voices huey yeah
2: right right Uh, um
1: Let's let's hold on, let's wrap. We're gonna wrap up this show. But we have a couple more we have a couple more threads to discuss. But this was okay. very good. We were very concise. We got through and talked about all the characters. I think we still need to talk about these things. We need to talk a little bit about Mike. We need to talk about. I guess we need to talk a little bit about Saul. I mean, we've kind of been talking about Saul, but like
0: I mean it's all about we Saul, need Saul, right? Oh oh we gotta, we gotta, talk, gotta talk about Hamlin, Hamlin.
1: Hamlin Hamlin. Hamlin. Let's, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Hamlin's next. Okay, yes. look, I wanna ask you guys this. Um I have to tell you, this is where, again, and this is just me, I'm speaking only for myself. Um, I I did not want Hamlin to die. I was upset when Hamlin died. I wanted Hamlin's life to be ruined. I thought the way that they are talking about this caper, the way that they show us they have the post-it notes and all the things that they're doing. It has to be building towards something that is like the grandest. Because this whole show is just building us up on capers that they did that that Saul and and Kim do. And now they're talking about the big one. And it ties back to the case of 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 Piper, whatever, Sam Piper or whatever. Yeah. It ties back to that. It's like this is building us towards this thing. And then when Kim does that U-turn, that that giant character moment U-turn, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like the big heist. And and whatever happens, it's going to like, I was, ex- I had these, I, I had tempered myself with such high expectations so that when I saw that Hamlin goes out like that, I was very disappointed. I was, did not want that for Hamlin. I didn't I think Hamlin did what was supposed to die. He should have been, he should have good, his life ruined. I you think know, those
2: are all intentional feelings that you're supposed to have. Yeah. I guess, guess. That's I constru- no, that's constructed like that. Cause
0: Jimmy that. and Kim's yeah. intention was for, for Hamlin to just wallow. In true. The ruins true. Of his life. They didn't yeah. expect him. Torture. They didn't want him torture, to
1: yeah. die. They didn't want him to die. You know also, what? Also you know he, what? That
0: kind of reminded me of in a weird way. And I just gotta point this out. It, it reminded me of Seinfeld, how they would have like characters from the A and B storylines sometimes just collide <laughs> in the final. Yeah, yeah Larry yeah. David
1: too. Uh, yeah. Kerb. Kerb. Kerb.
2: it like Kerb. Could have like blown it,
1: his head off. Dot.
2: <laughs> yeah right when the gun shoots front freeze frame we need go. an edit of that now yeah probably <laughs> I, was gonna make that happen. I wouldn't even doubt make the internet happen. has covered that probably,
1: probably. but if okay. not but if What's not cool either
2: so i i mean i don't know about how you guys feel but actually outside of saul i actually i don't i can't even explain it but howard is kind of my favorite character i don't know if it's the performance or Great if it's because he's secretly mm-hmm. like Super pathetic, but also completely barely holding it together, and yet yeah. also totally put together. I don't know. There's something that's actually fascinating. He's very to me Anthony
1: about Michael Hallian, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: but the way that I mean, the performance, the way he, the the way he actually is just so on the money, but he's also constantly falling apart. Yeah, his I marriage him, is
1: falling apart. He makes yeah. like that whole thing with the latte. If it wasn't,
2: if it wasn't for Howard, oh, the first so half good. of this show. Like, the, he's basically the villain in the first half of this show, right? I mean, like, I don't feel like we get into the right. woods with the one of them, yeah, breaking bad guys until the second half, where we are now. You know, like, Howard was the original villain, and I was really intrigued by that, because it was lawyer versus, it was Saul versus super lawyer, right? Like, that yeah, was, it was Good Burger, to... it was, it was the Mondo Burger versus Good Burger, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it was. yeah. But... yeah.
1: A, a little bit, a yeah. little Again, bit. Again, and also, Jimmy has to get real slippery brother, to win. But his brother was win, in that right. too. His brother was in yeah. that too. Right? No,
2: totally. And I love that whole dynamic. And that has all disappeared now because you know, right? Because of the story. Well, he's and dead. Howard he's is not. like him dying is like saying that where we were is now completely officially gone. Mm. Where this all started yeah. is now completely erased, and we're yeah. just back into Breaking Bad territory.
0: And the yeah, because like yeah. Howard is kind of all that's left of the H H M law firm after mm-hmm. Chuck dies, and that firm had just been decaying yeah. for the yeah. last two seasons. And with right. Howard dead, like it's gone. There's may nobody offer, left running the ship.
1: May I offer a slight rebuttal in that, in that I still think that them setting up this big caper when uh and obviously it's really not it's really not about Saul it's more about Kim Kim is about to do this thing this it's sort of like uh whatchamacallit it's a very it was sort of like a written convenience uh well well, what it is is it's a character test it's a written in character test where she gets this opportunity to do the most good that she's ever going to do what was the thing where she was going to like go and um, be like a altruistic, like
3: right, um, the Robin Hood thing, the Robin right? Hood. Yeah,
1: whatever it was, this thing that she was just perfect for and was like her dream. And it's literally she's like has this fork in the road, you know what I mean? And I feel like I feel like killing Hamlin t- takes away from the decision to do something really, really bad and ruin his life because essentially Kim walks away from all this stuff. And it's like, she's finally empowering herself in a positive way in her life. She doesn't need to do any of that stuff anymore. And she chooses to, and that's that defining character moment. And I, I don't feel think like
2: you're, even, you're saying a rebuttal, Jeff. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like you're not, I don't think that's a rebuttal. I think okay. totally how are dying leaves so many questions about where, what are Kim's motivations from here on out? Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff. Yeah. What, what is Jimmy true. gonna even do? What if I don't know if they're gonna make it out of that room? I, I mean, Jimmy will. Yeah, Jimmy will, but we don't like, know about like, Kim. What are their motivations now that true? Hm is gone. Hm, like you said, it was flailing. That is that's not a threat anymore, right? Sam Piper is basically up for grabs, right? Yeah, stuff, right. So well, wait, well,
1: wait, 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 wait. But now, enter, and here's something else I don't think we realize. Here's another twist. Not only do we have the... Ga- what is it, Gabe? Is it Gabe? I keep forgetting his name. The Gale? Theme. Gene, Gene, Gene. Gene, 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 Gene. Gene,
2: Gene. Yeah. Um,
1: not only do we have the Gene stuff that takes place after Breaking Bad, but now we might... The final half of Season 6 might be running concurrently with Breaking Bad. And that we might get... Walt- now They talked about how Walter White and Jesse Pinkman are going to be on the show. Yeah, they said they were. And so now... That. Yeah, I I, I think that they've
3: they've they've confirmed it.
1: That, oh yeah, it's confirmed. They're they're on the show. Yeah. I think now I don't know if it's going to be for the, all the episodes, but I think that we're going to start seeing. We've seen it already. There are little moments where they like like when he's purging his office. That takes place during Breaking Bad. That's right after yeah. uh, 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 Hank Schrader dies and everything. Yeah, it's so, like it, so Breaking it's, Bad is
2: what, happening concurrently right now.
1: I think I think it's going to in the final ha- half. I of I haven't season watched six. Breaking
0: Bad. Since well, hold like, on, stop because I'm pretty sure that to. if Bob, I remember if the timeline, I've seen it. I just haven't.
1: rewatch it, rewatch it, Jeff. Jeff.
0: To that point, though, if I remember the timeline of Better Call Saul correctly, I think it starts in 2003, and only about two oh. years have passed in uh, in sort of the Jimmy origin story. So. I'm not sure if we're right now running concurrently with Breaking Bad unless they, unless I'm wrong.
1: There might be a time jump. There might be a time jump. There could plausibly
0: be a time jump. But all I know is I
1: think that we're going to get some stuff that's concurrent with Breaking Bad that obviously things we've never seen before in Breaking Bad, just like we got in the El Camino. We got that scene uh, uh, with Walter White. Mm -hmm. Right. Which really was not, I think, was kind of like a stunt. I don't really know what it did to enrich anything. It was just, oh, yeah, Walter White's there. Awesome. You know, like, I
0: think it just, it it kind of, you said to me when we saw that movie that, like, all those flashbacks are like the Breaking Bad cast members. Yeah, we watched that at the Draft House.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said to me
0: after we walked out that, like, those flashbacks were almost like the characters talking, coming to Jesse, like, ghosts. And I feel like that one wow, yeah, it's like, true. That's, is yeah, yeah, like yeah. Walter kind of telling, you know, reminding Jesse, you know, think smarter, think bigger, you know, because it's right. right before he goes to get uh, the rest of that money mm. from the neo-Nazis. Right. And he basically with the hidden gun. So that's kind of what the point of that scene was.
1: Right. Um, Jason, what do you think?
0: About uh Hamlin. I mean uh
1: I mean yeah, so, Hamlin, the, yeah, yeah. the back six, whatever.
3: I I, th- I think we're firmly into breaking bad territory now, not necessarily in timeline, but I think it's I, I I think a lot of the lawyer stuff that we set up in the you know first couple of seasons, it's all gone, like we've said. I think it's pretty much from here out. I, I think their motivation is gonna be survival, um, as far as uh, Saul and uh, Kim go.
1: I mean, there's definitely going to be an element of survival for sure. 100%.
0: I mean, the thing I do want to point out here is we know Jimmy survives. Yes. And I do feel like Kim is the last, is the one thing, the one person that Jimmy truly does care about. So I'm kind of, you know, if she dies during this show, why would he still be in Albuquerque?
1: I think, okay, here's a prediction. I'm making a prediction. Is it possible that he does that there's something happens between the two of them where she ends up taking the fall for Jimmy. Yeah.
2: And she goes that's to wild. jail.
1: She goes to jail. He does not. And that's why when he says at the end, he says at the end of breaking bad, I, if I'm lucky, I'll wind up being a manager in uh, Cinnabon in Nebraska, find himself in Nebraska because, that's where she's in the pen and that that is how and, and how it would just be sort of a culmination of everything uh, in both Better Call Saul and in Breaking Bad, at least for, you know what it is? Gene is the El Camino of Saul, kind yeah. of, right, on some level. Yeah, it could be happening either, with she,
2: El Camino. I feel like the two scenarios are either she no. ends up in jail because of something like you just said or yeah. there's like uh there's like a Harry and the Henderson situation where she basically, you know, punches him <laughs> in the face and, and says I never want to see you again and it, it's convincing that Saul actually believes it. I love and, that you and, referenced and the, Harry and the Henderson. Well, I was trying to think of somebody like, you know, violently pushing someone away because for the good of both of them, you know what I mean? Right. And she's basically like it's over and you will never see me again. And Jimmy just has to live with it, and then and here we are. Well, he wants to be think- in Nebraska. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Do, do you think there's a scenario where she's just uh, the obvious
3: thing is she's dead? But do you think that's too I don't, obvious? I just don't feel
2: like they're gonna kill everyone that they introduce. I agree. Just, I agree. It's just, it's just, I mean, they're better than that. It's too. That's too easy, right? How how about right, right. It is. I agree.
1: How about this? Maybe she goes to jail, or maybe whatever something happens. What if? What if Kim is just married with kids? And a family happily in Nebraska, over after somewhere, <laughs> At, or, she's in I Nebraska, mean, and he wants to just be near her, and like any, tries scenario, to
2: any scenario, or and I'm just
0: gonna there. offer this alternate theory because we never have any Jimmy-centric scenes during Breaking Bad. She could still be around, yeah, and we've just never crossed paths with her because she's just not. You yeah, know, she's just, she's just, she's not just living She's living in Nevada, Nebraska or something
1: yeah. just doing Or something an Albuquerque. in or an Albuquerque Or in Albuquerque. Albuquerque Maybe,
2: Maybe. I, I'd be interested to see how they would let us know that Without it being like a mess For people <laughs> to understand You know what I mean like how do you say oh like they'd have to say like something like yeah you if just don't work here do it, if anyone odd. could do
0: it Vince
3: Gilly
2: can. can do it. I'm just saying it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Like
3: right, they, they, they do shots, it's like a like a, it's like a back to the future two the future scenario. scenario
2: right? <laughs> it was always right around the door and all these different shots.
3: Like there she yeah. was, masterminding it the whole time.
1: <laughs> she spins around in a chair and she's just like
2: this. You know, here I got it. Kim goes on a quest to the fountain of youth and gives every, and she's the one who gives them all a, a elixir that makes them 10 years younger.
1: Or she's secretly behind all the meth. She's secretly behind all the meth and running everything. And the final shot is her hanging up the phone. And she turns to the camera. And she goes, uh, and she just smiles, and that's it.
2: <laughs> It'll be like the end of Wandavision. It was Kim all along, you know. Yeah. Right,
1: totally. right, yeah. I mean, um, I, I just feel like final... I, feel, Sorry, I
2: feel like if she, as long as she's not dead, her being alive and in any situation where she's not with Jimmy just adds to Jimmy's pain or Saul's pain throughout Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah, yeah. that character more rich, doesn't it? When you watch, it,
0: it does. Bad.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it, it
0: certainly would be alone. the one thing he truly regr- would regret. Right.
1: Right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Any final thoughts about any anything? Any predictions? Final. I think we kind of already did that, right? We sort of figured it out to Kim all along. Is there any other characters that were missing here that did not get mentioned that should be mentioned? I think we talked about everything we talked. Oh, Mike. Last character. We did not real talk quick. about Mike. We did not talk mm-hmm. about Mike. Where are we? So Mike is interesting. We learn a lot about Mike's background. The whole thing with the son is really sad. We get a, a new and grandchild
2: like, and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, there's
1: new meaning. They they yeah, pulled yeah. that out like Taffy, and it was just ripe for the pulling, too. They're like, okay, he's got the grandkid in Breaking Bad, but what's the story there? And they figured out what the story is, and they build up Mike in this way, except that Mike is, he's, I mean, Mike is a weird sort of character. Cause he's, he's, he's an antagonist through and through, but he's not always a bad guy, but yet he he's is a good. bad guy in breaking bad. You know,
0: you know, he, he's, he, he's a very, he has a very strong moral compass and that shines through no matter what sort of, you know, criminal activity he's up to. And that makes him, much more endearing to the audience than even Walter White.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I also think yeah. that you said it earlier, Jeff. Like, uh, there's something about him in Better Call Saul with Gus that makes him feel more powerful, because Gus still feels like he's on such shaky ground throughout this whole show. That and Mike knows it. Like, he mm. treats him with a little bit less reverence, a little bit less respect. And in Mike calls. He comes the room. off and he's yeah, not afraid right. to read it out loud. Yeah,
1: right. like, yeah he's not yeah, afraid it, at all. It
2: shows that like once Gus is where he is in Breaking Bad, it changes Mike's reverence for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, makes sense.
3: Do, you, do you think we're, like, have we seen what happened to change Mike's opinion of Gus,
0: or do you think that's something that's we're going to see we don't know. Yeah. Like Jason I, I think that. we'll see it. Good I think point. something also yeah. happens that changes Gus's opinion. Because yeah, Mike yeah, his right. thinks very highly of Mike in Breaking Bad.
3: Yeah, there has to be you know some kind of closure with those characters. You know,
2: s- some kind of you I mean, know. It's in, an it's an point.
1: exchange. It's an exchange of yeah. ideas between the characters. It's you an think exchange. It's going to
2: of... be like like maybe Mike saves him from Lalo or something like that. Like it's something very possible. It's yeah, very possible. Mike, t- Mike taking Lalo out makes sense to me, but I, you know, yeah, it could be anything.
1: You know what it, you know what it could be. It could just be that all of the eggs are in Mike's basket, and Gus is at his mercy, and Mike chooses to give the eggs in the basket back to Gus, and it creates, um, it just cre- as I said, it it creates an exchanging of ideas between the two characters about each other. I, I now have I now think about you in this way, and I now think about but, you in this both, way.
2: They're both like a really good yin and yang, too. Right? Like like Mike doesn't want power. No, as, like you know what I mean. He like just he wants power, to do right by his granddaughter. Power. That's right. all he
1: cares about. That is right. his want as a character. I just right. want to do right by my... and I'm willing to bend. I'm, I'm willing to bend my moral compass in all kinds of ways um, if it means giving my granddaughter a better life. You know, mm. so like Mike,
0: Which, his, do you guys his know life, how Mike life. even became a character on this show? By the way,
4: mm.
0: no, like, um, so in the season two finale, um, when Jesse wakes up and discovers Jane dead oh, and he calls Walter, w- Walter was originally supposed to call Saul, but Bob Odenkirk wasn't a regular, so he wasn't contracted for the episode. So they had to create a new character to you know act as a fixer, mm. and they and Jonathan Banks got the role. And that was, like, one of the best decisions they ever could have made.
2: It's not that far from, like, them just going, hey, Bob, do you want to do this? Because we like you. (laughs) Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? They know what they're doing. Um, You know, originally when they got Saul, because he didn't audition. They just wanted Bob Odenkirk. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that, that was the audition. You are Bob Odenkirk.
1: You know what's interesting too about Mike? It's almost like he's kind of like a junkyard dog a little bit. He's got this like, I can't explain it. He's like a, he's like, he's kind of got this like, uh, pit bull sort of quality to him in terms of, I don't know, that's, maybe it's just the like the.
2: Lot too. That guy's always been. No, like that, yeah, but right?
1: yeah. it's just, he's just got this, and en- it's just a, such a interesting energy, uh, to his character.
2: Do you know what? When I, I first know. saw him, like I know him as the guy from Armed and Dangerous. <laughs> John oh, Candy movie where yeah. he plays or he plays a mafia guy that's almost exactly the same temperament as Mike. Mm. Like he's been doing that as a character actor since the 80s.
1: Um what was I going to say? Oh, and one other thing about his character, it's it's interesting how his his stake in life now compared to when he was uh, his origin story about corruption. And his son and taking the money and how, like, you know, or whatever, like the whole thing with, like, you know, being a crooked cop and like how that like that is kind of manifested into where he is now in his life. Like, did he ever imagine that, you know, he would go from being a cop to doing what he's doing in this kind of way? And And it's a murder of
0: his son is the is his inciting incident.
1: Yeah, Um, for sure. For sure. Um, I think we did it, guys. I think yeah, we did dude. it. That was pretty good. Uh, that wasn't three hours either, which is <laughs> nice, right? Isn't that nice? Yeah. A nice, clean hour, 16 minutes. It's that's good, great. too,
2: because like, it's a lot of guessing, too, because we haven't seen Yeah, it. yeah, because we haven't seen no, it. Yeah. That's true.
1: The, the back end. Now, yeah. guys, so, whoever watches this in the future, we will return to sort of, um, what's the word, process process better call saw as a series where it up. Here's a thing remember people we we're going to see things that happen after breaking bad too so it's another layer of wrapping up breaking bad you know because mm. that essentially because they've introduced gene this is technically an untied end jesse's jesse's end has been tied up walter white has been tied up obviously and right. now Gene is the only one who's, I guess, is kind of left unraveled. And we're going to get that sort of closure. So we're not just processing Better Call Saul, but we're really processing Breaking Bad, uh, at least a part of it uh, as well. So that will be very interesting to revisit when we come back here. Indeed. That. So uh, I want to thank my guests again, Jason, Nate Dog, and Bob Rose. Make sure you visit thundergrunt.com. Make sure you just think kindly of 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 nate dog and wish him well on his it uh on kick his IT shirt starti- too. yeah thank his you IT certification kick-ass shirt and uh make sure you also subscribe in addition to thunder grunt this thunder grunt channel uh to the jay horton um jason does lots of interviews with filmmakers if you're into filmmaking in general we talked about how thunder grunt is you know a great thing for writing stuff uh, Jay's, Jay's podcast is great if you are into micro-budget movie making. Uh, he talks all about the ins and outs, and he's a guy who makes money making movies um, and micro-budget movies. So check that out as well. I,
2: I was watching Jason's stuff before I had any connection to Jason. I was a there. You go. Oh, like, thank I you. Didn't even, I didn't even know. Like before I met Michael right. and Sophia, like I was watching your stuff.
1: So. And I just That's want cool. you I, listen. No one's going to understand, but it's. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. All right. Um, I'm going to, guys, stick around for two seconds. I'm going to do our little Patreon thing. Okay. Uh, guys, for anybody who doesn't know, we say peace and hair grease on the show. And I'm going to do Patreon. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this to be my full time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know. But I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full time And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes. That's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.